0: Welcome to the podcast, People of the Book. I'm your host, Meryl Ain. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. We chat with authors and storytellers in thought-provoking and intimate interviews, all with a Jewish twist. On today's program, I'm pleased to welcome Lois Schaefer. The author of two books, Lois has been a nonprofit administrator, grants writer, a human rights activist, and a lifelong gun safety advocate. Her first book, The Unthinkable, Life, Loss, and a Mother's Mission to Ban Illegal Guns, published in 2013, was written after her daughter Susan was murdered by a robber with a gun. Her new book, From Bullet to Bullhorn, Stories of Advocacy, Activism and Hope, was published in April. It is a compilation of essays contributed by other gun violence survivors from around the country. She and her husband, David, live in Great Neck, New York. They have a son, six grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. So welcome, Lois. To begin, I want to thank you for sharing your story with us at a time when our country is grieving and grappling with the scourge of gun violence. You tragically lost your beloved daughter, Susan, to gun violence. And as a result, wrote your first book, Unthinkable. Would you briefly tell us um, what happened to Susan?
1: Um, She lived in St. Louis and uh, she came home from teaching Mm and shopping. She interrupted a burglary by two teenagers, one in possession of a stolen handgun. The shooter saw her, shot her once. She collapsed to the floor, and he shot her twice more. And that was it, all over.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, how, how, how awful. Um, So I'm wondering, for those who haven't read this book yet, could you just... Give us a short description of the book, and and I want to ask you: um, Did did writing help you deal with this unspeakable grief that you had?
1: Um. It, it, yeah the, un, the unthinkable. Of course, it was life loss and a mother's mission to ban illegal guns. That was that was it. That was the point. You know of it. It's in a it's a personal story regarding the loss of my daughter or our daughter. The book tells a story from various points of view from the people who knew her. um, And by the way, we called her Susie. Uh, People who knew her, family, friends. It would create a vivid picture for the reader regarding such a devastating loss It also describes her as a human being in the true sense of the word. The tendency when somebody dies is to make them an angel. That's Mm -hmm. not human. She had human faults and many attributes. And I wanted to show that so that people would, it would have an impact on, on her as a human being. And yes. Writing the book was a catharsis and it was a, for me, it was a means to heal and to use it as a tangible item to speak at various venues regarding gun violence. And then it, it, in 2013, yeah, we had we had shootings, but uh, uh, oh, my God. Um, you can't expo- you can't fathom it now
0: right so so the this horrific murder of your daughter uh, really changed your life and and changed your focus and your book helped humanize her to make people understand who she was and you also um, kept are keeping her her memory alive by doing that. Um, So recently, um, 19 elementary school students and their two teachers were shot and killed by an 18 year old gunman who shot his way into their classroom. How has this tragedy in Uvalde, Texas impacted you? Um, You
1: know, my goodness i put myself in i put myself in their uh, in, in their in their shoes and you know and what it is and what it is that they is that they did um and what they feel and i and was writing that first book i i absolutely relate relate to them and how it is that they, what is they doing and how it is that they are that they're feeling at the moment. Can
0: you can you shed some light for us? Uh, because it's, you know, if you haven't gone through it, you can't possibly fathom it, but can you shed some light um, on what the families of these children are going through now?
1: M- Meryl, I could not stop crying Mm -hmm. and uh, that, you you know, that is what, you know, know, I I felt, uh, but then I feel that you have to cry. Um, Let me just tell you, I was in, I was invited um, to the uh, Connecticut uh, commission on legislation, um, after Sandy Hook, okay, to make a statement, and, on um, when I was, when I was, when I was there, I was put in a room with all of those parents, Now, just, this was four years after, Susie was, was murdered in 2008, this, uh, um and this was 2012 and um it was that ge- that January that December or January that they had this commission I was put in a room with all of those parents
0: what, what did you say you had uh, to speak what did you say
1: one of them walked over to me and she put her arms around me. And she said to me, I can't stop crying. I mm. said, you have to, you must. It is your, it is a healing process. And that's, you know, that's what you do. And then <laughs> you don't move on, you push on.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so your your new book, Uh, from bullet to bullhorn features stories of 18 uh, survivors um, whose uh, family members were murdered uh, by, by gun violence. Could you, could you tell us a little bit about this book about the new book?
1: Sure, Um, I, uh, after unthinkable if the unthinkable was published um well i i have been a gun you know i've been a gun safety advocate my 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 entire life as you know as you would you know you would said um and i realized that there were so many other people that around the country and um, who are survivors like me. Yes, they talk, once there is a mass shooting, it gets into papers right away. But then there are others, I wanna say single shootings, all right?
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And what it, you know, there are other stories besides massacres
0: right
1: and um it right after newtown um it, uh, mom's demand action you know was formed and they have had a march across the Brooklyn bridge and there were people that i got to know and i'm walking across the bridge with another you know young woman and i'm Talking out loud and thinking, and uh, I said to them, what would you think if I got together with other people, not just us, other people from around the country who would share their story, not only for them, you know, to get it out there, but but to help others, other survivors like us.
0: She mm-hmm.
1: said to me, that's a great idea. I have 11 women. Give me their names, I said to her. Uh, and this was, mm, you know, May, June, you know, whenever that, that March was. Mm-hmm. And all that summer, I called her, emailed her. I never heard back. Well, I got it. It is hard. It is hard to talk about it. It is not their priority, but I wanted, this was my way of spreading the word, the message. And so I set out. And I managed in various ways by networking with various people. Um, For example, there is. a, 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 it's called, well, it was called, the name has changed, Cease Fire USA in Washington. And this, I was put in touch with her by Andy Pelosi. Andy Pelosi, no relation to Nancy Pelosi, heads this group called uh, uh, um, gun, uh, Gunfreekids.org. Goes around the campuses. and 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 he talks about gun violence on campuses okay so between them i was able to reach out to other people from around the country
0: so so yeah so you have i you have the number 18 um you you feature the stories um there are 18 stories in the book and you know, 18 is high, it means life. Was that um, purposeful or did that just happen to have those 18 stories in there?
1: Uh, um, uh, Meryl, I just wanted to tell you at first, I was going to get 51 stories to represent 51 states. Long story short, the rabbi, Shaul Preva, the, 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 the Newtown rabbi.
0: Yeah, I want, I want to get to him in, in a minute.
1: Okay. Um, uh, I had a conversation with him and with Elliot Feynman as well that I was put in, in touch with. We had a, a telephone conference and what they said to me, Lois, too much. So I, at the time I was talking to them and I had about 12 or 13. I mean, it took me years to gather the, you know, these people together.
0: How, yeah, how long did it take you to, to uh, get all these essays and put the book together and publish it? How many years?
1: From beginning to end, it took me seven years Mm-hmm. to finish this book. There were people that I spoke to who said, yeah, I'll do it. And for whatever, as I said to you, it's not, it is, it is gut wrenching.
0: So, so How, do you, was it cathartic um for you to put it together? Do you think it was cathartic um for the people to tell their stories?
1: Yes, I, Yes it was and in some in some way you know there were people when I finally got them I mean there's a there is a wonderful woman in Providence, Rhode Island who has kept saying to me thank you thank you thank you She lost her her son uh, he was a firefighter Thank you thank you for doing for, for this I said well, what are you talking about? Thank you. This is our way of getting this message out to put a face on it.
0: So your your hope so you your hope is that um, readers um, will you you've kind of you've you've humanized it you've personalized it um, for readers and you that's what you want them to get out of. Yes. Out of
1: yes. And and not only to personalize it, but to think about ways in which the reader society can can change things, whether it is just contributing, just contributing to a gun safety organization or becoming involved in a gun safety organization or writing letters, to newspapers, uh, uh, um, doing doing
0: something. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's uh, doing something. Um, we now know that tragically, gun violence is the leading cause um, of death among children in the United States, and we also know. That this doesn't happen in other countries. So what, what do you think we can as a society do?
1: Good question. Okay. There are several things that we can we can do. Okay. And I talk about and have thought about different ways in which we can as a society do something. Okay. Um first, uh, I just wanna, I want to say yesterday in the New York Times, uh, there was a wonderful article by Nicholas Kristof and he, you know, he was talking about things that I have that I have thought, talked about, and I think it, it would be great for people to read that. So, leg- legislatively ban assault weapons. Create stringent background checks. Uh, um, red flag. Uh, create can you can
0: you explain what what red what that means? Red flags.
1: Okay, like in Newtown and now we you know in Texas, if anybody sees that they're they are a threat to society. And own a gun, for them to be reported and stop that person to take that gun away, that, that is the red flag. If, if that, oh, Parkland, those kids knew that that guy was a threat and nothing was done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but if that was if that was existence or even used maybe that massacre never would have happened
0: right so,
1: so that does that answer your question
0: yes um yes um so in your in in your book um you know, as we mentioned, you mentioned there, you have eighteen essays, and you mentioned Parkland. It's interesting that you had um, an essay in there by Paul Gutenberg, the uncle of Jamie, uh, who was murdered in the Parkland High School school shooting. Her father, Fred, has become a passionate, outspoken advocate for for gun safety, and um, we frequently, Um, see him on TV and he he goes all over speaking but you have her uncle Paul's words and that touched me because that showed shows not only how the immediate family is affected but how all the concentric family and friend circles will never be the same um when there's an act of of gun violence, can you can you share with us what what Paul wrote in your book,
1: uh, there are a few sections that I can you know, that I can quote, you know, from Paul. Okay. Um, the, the,
0: that, you know, that it, that illustrates this point that, you know, he was the uncle, but his, no one in that family is ever going to be the same after a, a senseless tragedy like this.
1: This is what Paul, you know, this is what Paul said. And, you know, I can what he wrote is I kept hearing about mass shootings, but you never think you will be affected until you are. This can happen to anyone and anywhere. And now it happened to me, to our family. I sat and cried and kept thinking, how could this happen? Why did this happen? The news of the shooting produced an unimaginable and emotional upheaval. After I learned the news of the shooting, fond memories, about jamie ran through my mind that jamie was was his niece the last time i saw jamie was was the prior year um uh, well again uh, his brother his his brother had died and he went to the funeral and that's when he when his
0: his other brother his other brother right Uh,
1: but then I then remember, he said, the joyous weekend when our family celebrated Jamie's Bat Mitzvah in Florida. My wife, Ellen, and I are Long Island residents. Our entire family traveled to Florida for this special occasion. Bar and Bat Mitzvahs have always been the main source of our family gatherings. Jamie's one, was one of the best. It was a weekend I shall never forget. Now, Jamie will never have a Sweet 16 celebration, nor celebrate any birthday, July 13th, her birthday was always an occasion to acknowledge with joy. I think about it a whole, I think about a whole host of things that tragically will be missed. Jamie will never get to dance again, Get her driver's license, graduate high school, graduate college, attend occupational therapy school uh, like she had dreamed of, and following her mom's footsteps, she will never get her first job, get married, have children, or be there for family gatherings. I mean that can, that says it.
0: It 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 does it does. Thank thank you for. For that, Lois. Uh, so you you've got um eighteen essays in the book, seventeen others. Was there one um one that affected you most profoundly that you'd like to share with us?
1: You know, I can't I can't say that that okay. one that one is um more profound and another. They are all they okay. they they're all they different and they affected me affected me in different ways.
0: Okay, do you want to talk about um, the essays by, uh, by Rabbi Shaul Praver, um, who at, uh, was the rabbi of Congregation Adith Israel in Newtown, Connecticut, at the time of the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre? Do you want to just tell us briefly how, how you connected with him?
1: Well, I, as you said, I live in Great Neck. The morning of the Newtown massacre, I was on my way into Manhattan with my uh, assemblywoman, who was then Michelle Schummel. And uh, well, she's now she's now retired. We were going into Manhattan City Hall uh, for a press conference. Mm-hmm. On the way into Manhattan, we hear about the shooting. <laughs> And um, that was a Friday. All that weekend, you saw you know, the, the media uh, you know, on television. There was this young rabbi that kept, kept speaking. And I said, mm, I got to call him. Monday morning, I called his synagogue. And I said to his uh, uh, assistant, um, he doesn't know me. i am a mother i am a survivor and i'm calling to see if there's anything that i can do to help i know he is preoccupied but i'd like to talk to him took my name took my number the next day i found out that he in fact grew up in great neck graduated from great neck south senior high school same class as my daughter. I called back immediately. He answered the phone. And I said to him, My name is Lois Schaefer. He said, I know who you are. And I've said many prayers for Susie. Wow. So that is how, you know, I first really got to, you know, got to know uh, Shaul. Since then, we have. Connected a great deal. We've been, you know, at uh, on panels together, and we talk um, quite often.
0: Well, thank thank you, Lois. Our 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 time is just about up. I'm I thank you so much um, for being um, so brave and and courageous and and sharing your story with us and and in the books is there anything you would like to add
1: yeah i wish i wish that we were um not such a gun toting nation um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna I'm not going to stop there. You, Rabbi Pravo I absolutely expect it in his piece. Uh, Remove dogmatism. He said at the end of the day, good old-fashioned, heart-to-heart conversations, even with those that you don't agree with, somewhere there, is, there could be a meeting, you know, a meeting of the minds. I don't know, will it happen? I hope so. My DNA is optimism so maybe just maybe as the rabbi said we will see a kind of a kind of world.
0: Well we can we can all, Hope for that and and thank you um, for your efforts. Thanks so much for joining us today, Lois Schaefer, for a very important discussion. I also want to thank our executive producer, Pam Stack. People of the Book is a copyrighted presentation of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Please visit us and like our Facebook page, People of the Book. I'm your host, Meryl Ayn. For more information about my books and writing, visit me at merylain.com. Until next time, please join us on Facebook at Jews Love to Read and read a good book.